Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Sisters You Have Value podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Happy Friday, happy Friday. This podcast was created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and unity, and we strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from one another's experiences, and support each other on their journeys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sisters You Have Value podcast. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Give us a like, share, and follow. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back and give us another listen. Today, ladies, today we will be discussing our topic is intimacy, our craving for it. Hmm. What is intimacy? Intimacy is complex, multifaceted, encompassing a wide range of emotional, physical, and social experiences that we seek as humans. At its core, intimacy is about connection, vulnerability, and the deep sense of closeness that we feel with another person. It could take many forms, including romantic love, friendship, family relationships, and even professional relationships. Let's get into five types of intimacy. Number one, physical. That's what many people imagine when you hear the word intimacy anyway. It goes straight to physical. It, it, involved, it does involve sex, but it also includes other form of physical touch, like hugs, holding hands, and even sharing personal space. It's emotional. Uh, emotional intimacy involves holding space for someone else's feelings and validating their emotional experience or being there for a vent session when they've had a bad day. Ex yeah, experiential. This lesser known form of intimacy can form between people and shared experiences. For example, you might have a experiential intimacy with a work colleague, a friend you volunteer with, or your child as you create an art project. Spiritual. Spiritual intimacy involves shared spiritual or religious experiences. A 2016 study, Trusted Source, cites spiritual intimacy as a key predictor of marital success. Can y'all believe that? It will predict marital success based off your spiritual intimacy, y'all. Spiritual intimacy refers to how you make meaning of and perceive forces beyond the physical. You know, um, intellectual, that's cognitive, y'all. This type of intimacy can build feelings of mutual understanding through shared thoughts, opinions, and ideas. It can involve philosophical discussions or talking about interests or hobbies. So why do we crave intimacy? Now, on a basic level, we are social creatures. We are wired for that. We are wired for connection and interaction with others. We are born into families, raised by caregivers, and spend so much of our, our lives in the company of others. So as we grow, y'all, and develop, we begin to form bonds with people outside of our immediate family seeking our friendships and romantic relationships that provide us with the sense of closeness and belonging that we crave. 
but it's, it's, it's more than just a basic need for social interaction. It's also crucial. It's crucial for our emotional and psychological well-being. When we feel connected to others, we experience a sense of safety, security that can be incredibly comforting. We feel seen, heard, understood, and we are able to share our thoughts, feelings, and experiences with someone who cares. At the same time, <laughs> intimacy can be incredibly challenging. It requires that vulnerability and trust. It can be scary to open up to people. You don't know how people are going to treat you. You don't know how they're going to respond. So we close ourselves off in fear of that rejection or judgment, and we don't want to be hurt or betrayed. So that leads us to holding back uh, or avoiding intimacy altogether, even when we crave it so deeply. So how can we cultivate that in our lives? We got to be willing to take risks to be vulnerable. Being open and honest with our thoughts and feelings, even when it's uncomfortable. Being willing to listen. But another important factor to choose is to choose relationships that make you feel safe. Seeking out people who share your values or who are willing to be there for us when we need them. Being willing to let go. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be willing to let go of that toxic mess you got that's unhealthy, even if it provides some sense of comfort or familiarity. A lot of times we go back to what we know. You know, well, I, I know him, so I'm, you're going to go back. But it's toxic. So we got to recognize its importance in our lives and be willing to work at it. So uh, intimacy is built on warmth. Warmth is key to intimacy and relationships. It helps create a psychologically safe environment, inviting you to lower your defenses. What can that look like? I'm glad y'all asked me. Warmth can look like friendliness, responsiveness, empathy, thoughtfulness, understanding. It also looks like confidentiality. It's natural to feel a self-protective urge to keep some parts of yourself, body parts, thoughts, and emotions hidden from people you interact with. We don't let it all out. <laughs> when, But when that confidential uh, relationship is established, you have a mutual trust, and it'll allow you to feel emotionally safe. Don't you hate it if you tell somebody something, <laughs> and then you want to throw it back up in my face thinking that we can share something but I, I got to hear it later because I allowed myself to be, you know, open to you. So vulnerability, that's another one. And that's exposing those things in us, dreams, fantasies um, that you're afraid people won't even understand. You don't want to hear, man, that's a dumb idea. You, girl, please, you know, whatever. Ambitions and hope for the future. Past moments of shame, embarrassment, things that you held on to that needs to come out for that shadow work to get to, to, to be effective in your life. But being vulnerable, y'all, that's scary because in our mind, we don't know how that other person feel. We don't know how that other person is going to receive us, or we don't know how that, <laughs> we don't know how that other person going to think of us after we tell them or share those things. That's so intimate. You know what I mean? So if if safety is established, it can make that vulnerability easier, which increase that. That's why you got to vet things and, and choose people uh, wisely and, and 
like-minded, like-kind. Authenticity allows you to show another person your whole complex self, you know, authentically you. It's often uh, a celebrated trait. It doesn't come easy, though. Trouble being authentic is often rooted in past experiences of rejection or being rejected. So it's difficult. Again, all of this is because we're exposing ourselves to that potential negative judgment. And it makes sense to care how others perceive you. Your interpretation of these perceptions play a key role in sharing that. Closeness. When you're able to be vulnerable and authentic, it builds the closeness that's key to intimacy. Hmm. When you get to this level, you have open communications, that attachment, rapport. What do we benefit, y'all, by being intimacy? What's the benefits of intimacy in any relationship? Less loneliness, feeling accepted, enhanced trust, an outlet for your difficult emotionals, emotions, feeling intellectually understood fulfilled emotional um, and physical needs. But it's also, like I said earlier, y'all, it's scary. It's challenging because this thing does involve peeling back the layers, opening ourselves up to the possibility of that hurt. So it's difficult to find people who are willing to be able to engage in that, uh, particularly in a world where many of our <laughs> interaction people, superficial, pseudo, y'all false, um, you give us a version of yourself. You give us the representative and then you play that part. And then one day, six months, a year later, bam, here come, I don't know, boo-boo the fool. So you have to be careful and and who you choose. But that comes with wisdom and that comes with time. That comes with much prayer, much power. Believe in God that he'll send you the right person in your life. And so for me, I believe in praying on those things as we get older those pools get smaller, even with friendships um, and even in maintaining lifelong friendships that we've had. Those things, even in being vulnerable, will they ever say it down the line? Will they ever get mad at you one day and tell or say whatever? You know what I mean? So those are the kind of things that we're so cognizant of that keeps us from being who we are. But, you know, I, I'm transparent. Um, what comes up comes out in the difference I always tell people, you know about mine, I don't know about yours, but, you know, just to be clear on that, I'm not concerned with what people, your opinion of me is none of my business. So when we get to that point of not worrying in that regard, we can be our authentic selves because don't you know it's hard living inside of, of a suit of being somebody else other than yourself? You be with everybody, Tom, Dick, and Harry, and you who he wants you to be, this one wants you to be, this one wants you to be, but you're never able to release that true and authentic you because you're afraid of what they're going to think. So that's what makes it challenging when it comes to intimacy and being able to maintain it over time. Relationships change. They evolve. What was once intimate and close may begin to feel distant and disconnected. That's true in romantic relationships. So where the initial rush of excitement and passion was, it can fade over time if you don't maintain that thing. So how can we maintain it even as that? You got to continue to prioritize that emotional connection and vulnerability, even as that relationship matures. You, you got to be willing 
to do those things that's necessary in order to keep it. And, and that comes with, like I said, that comes with identifying. And that's why we have these things for women so that we can allow us a space where we can be us, where we can hear that and know that other women go through the same things that we go through and that it's okay, that we're not alone in this situation. This is not unique to us. None of this is unique. You just don't know about it because they mask it well. We are good at masquerading. We can be, baby, we need to be at all the masquerade parties because we come, you know, and people give you this version of themselves that they think is acceptable. They want to measure up to you or, or they've already measured you, don't know who you are, but based off of how you carry yourself, they want to change up who they are so they can fit into their circle. I don't fit into, you can't fit a, a square peg into a round circle. You can't, it won't fit. If I got a triangle, it certainly won't go into a rectangle. So why would I try to change who I am to fit what I think you're going to is going to be acceptable to you? So you have to work through these conflicts um, in a constructive way. Conflicts, even in a relationship, it's natural. It's, it's an opportunity for growth if you look at it in the right way. If we're like pessimists and optimists, what the pessimists pessimist what he look at the glass half full but the optimist look at it as no i'm sorry half empty and the pest optimist looks at it half full so we can look at all these things as growth and we'll get to through that conflict we're able to communicate and share and let them know um how we feel because you know it's about connection vulnerability that that so determining whether somebody is willing to engage in a truly intimate relationship. Yeah, that's challenging too. Again, we wear suits and that's a level of emotional depth and vulnerability that may not be immediately apparent, but there are some signs uh, whether or not a person is willing to be intimate and, 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 and have an emotional connection with you. Um, It's important to pay attention to the person that you're with and how they behave. Um, let's get into the signs first that indicate someone is not ready. I'm, I'm going to come back to the other one. Let's get into ones that, you know, they struggle with vulnerability, number one. They have a hard time being open and honest about emotions, thoughts, experiences. Uh, that's a sign they're not ready. Intimacy requires that vulnerability and sharing. And if someone's not comfortable with this, it may be difficult for them to engage. They avoid that emotional connection. They they don't want that deep connection with others. That can be a sign that they're not ready for intimacy. They may manifest a, it as a, a superficial conversation. They avoid discussing personal topics or prioritize aspects of their life over relationship. They got a history of unhealthy relationships. If somebody is toxic, I, I told them on one of my podcasts about that news lady with that stop sign. Well, you like, Lord, give me a sign and that stop sign come and pop you. There are a lot of red flags, y'all, that we see, but we ignore because we have not fully grown and matured to who we are and what our value is to where we don't want to realize and recognize that this person um, is not fully healed from something that they're wounded, that they can't give us those things that we need or desire and crave. That's why intimacy is so important. And 
Um, you know, they may be dealing with personal in, uh, issues. They may have mental health problems, addictions, uh, a major life transition. You don't know, but these things are a sign that they're not ready for intimacy. Because what do we do when we have issues? We mask it into addictions. So if they're masking it and they don't want to talk and it's, it, it, it's hard and everything is a struggle, it, baby, if that relationship is a struggle, run. It should not be difficult to have a conversation with someone that you're exposing yourself to. Um, and if they tell you something up front, believe them. If they say they're not ready for a relationship, believe them. So you got they they have lacks of lack of trust. You know, they uh, they've been betrayed before. They've been hurt before. Uh, so they, they, that infidelity has, you know put a damper on some things. Um, so that that is that's a big one right there uh, that you got to look out for. Childhood abuse, partner violence, low level of trust in others, insecure attachment. Y'all know, you know, that style grows from the bond you had with your earliest caregivers. It makes it harder if it's an insecure attachment because they have that avoidance, anxious and disorganized issues going on. And when they can't communicate clearly, criticism and, you know, contempt, you know, so those things. So you just have to be you have to be mindful of that. And remember, everybody is different. What works for one person may not work for another. And that's OK. But you got to approach those relationships with an open mind and be able to communicate openly and honestly about um what your wants and needs are. A lot of times we don't tell somebody up front what we want or what we need from them. And then you let them play out your story. And then you get, you can only play that story for so long because that craving and that yearning is always there. So you, you need to share your thoughts and feelings. So there are so many ways to build those emotional connections with others. So we want to share those thoughts and feelings. That's the best way to build emotional connections with people. By being open and honest. And that's, that's you, you're willing to share those vulnerabilities to be authentic and genuine in your interactions. You got to listen. Again, you got to listen to what people uh, say. That's active listening. I don't mean whilst I'm talking, you ready to form that next thing, you know, oh, I, I'm going to tell him. I, I'm going to tell her, you know, I got this to do. I got this to tell him. So if you're already formulating um, uh, uh, something in your mind, you're not going to be authentic with them anyway because you're not even paying attention to how that person thinks or feels or anything like that. So you kind of want to get out of that and, and really listen to what that person is saying because you can get so much out of that. I I have learned, you know, um, in praying and asking God to move that even if I speak out of turn and somebody is talking and I got something to Lord, help me to hold that and give me that memory to remember what I want to say. But I need to listen, you know, fully to what they're saying so that I can grasp what that person is, is saying to me. So we want to be able to do that and show empathy and understanding and be present and engaged in that conversation. And that's what build that trust and that mutual respect. 
So, you know, empathy, what is that? The ability to understand and share your feelings, share the feelings of others, you know? So when we do that, we put ourselves in that other person's shoes and try to see things from their perspective. And I always say, Lord, let me see with your eyes how you see, how they, how you view them. Because if I do it, you know, I'm tainted, I'm distorted. I've got life issues at me. I've got experiences that I've been through that may cause me to judge you in a certain way, but I haven't walked your walk. So I don't know what made you this way. That's why we don't build bears. You know, don't go to the boardwalk trying to build a bear. I don't even know if it's still there. We don't build men. So that's why it's so important. Um, somebody said the other day that, this, Kim, you make this podcast pro-men. No, it's not pro-men, but what we do is build us so that we can be better for men. Uh, we don't have to be boisterous and loud and all of this kind of thing, but it's for women. It's about women. And so what we want to do is heal. We want to heal from wounds of our past. We want to be that authentic woman that can be that woman of God, that Proverbs 31 woman. We want to be all that we can be to be that successful woman, but still know how to submit. We want to be that woman that doesn't go from bed to bed to bed thinking this is going to solve the problem. You certainly don't want to bleed on somebody that didn't cut you. And we have to be willing to um, get into us. Sometimes you just got to take a break. You know, but there are some people who have to have somebody in their life, which, you know, I, I can't judge that. I'm good by myself. I'm good alone because I love me. And so those are the things that you have to get to you in that intimate part of you. Lord, show me where I need to work at. Lord, help me to be better version of me. Lord, help me to be still, to listen, to do what I need to do so that I'm better. Lord, help me and bring the right man in my life who's not broken, busted and disgusted and who's not torn down. But give me somebody that's not my type because, you know, I had a type. Everything was light skin. It was a type. But that type didn't work out for me, <laughs> you know. So then, but as we mature, you know, I'm over 50 now. And, and you and that type can run for the hills because I want somebody that's going to have that intimate connection with me. Somebody that's going to love me. That somebody's going to care for me. Somebody's going to be there for me and can understand my ups and downs, my highs and lows. And when I'm going through that, he's mature enough as a man to know, okay, you know, this is not about me, but I'm going to give Bay some space so that she can be her. But I'm also be there for her if she needs me to fall back on. That's the kind of man you want in your life. So while you're working on you and waiting, you can ask God to move so mightily in you, but also to give you that man that has this understanding that can communicate, that he's open, that he's honest, that he can heal or we can, you know, work these things through but that he's man enough to be able to recognize that with no judgment. So you got to be specific as you write down goals, write down your man, how you want that man to be and pray on that thing. So the other thing is spending quality time together, building those connections. It requires that time and effort. But in this world, we've gotten so used to being by ourselves. We don't want that man. Oh Lord, he all up on me. You know, that kind of thing. And then when you're missing it, that intimacy kick in and, and he, up the street with the fellas and he's doing it every weekend now because you didn't want him in your face. Now you got challenges. You, you got to, you got to pick a side with that. So you can spend time with people in meaningful ways, going on a walk, deep conversation and shared activities, doing things together, just share your experiences. 
that's a powerful way. You know, traveling, get away, try new stuff, a hobby, interest. So, you know, that's what creates those memories and deepen that connection with that person. And you also have to practice vulnerability. You have to be willing to be open and honest. And that's a scary thing. I, I know it is. And those are the, uh, we got to be honest about our fears, our insecurities, and our shortcomings. Everybody has them, even him, even that one you're afraid to share it with. But men can mask it. If he a real man, <laughs> real men can mask it so well, you know. Um, but, you know, we it's just about, like I said, creating that safe space um, to be able to do those things because, we want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. We want to be understood. Um, we want to be able to take those risks and be open and honest. We want to be able to do that and be present in that deep and meaningful way. But we can't do that um, if we don't choose a safe person and somebody that's supportive. So we, we have to be able to choose that because uh, it takes work, y'all. It takes work. Um, and again, it's just not about physical. It's not about the physical closeness or that sexual expression. If it's all about sex, baby, that's lust. That's not intimacy. Um, you're lusting after that man. Although, you know, these certainly, you know, now, according to the word, <laughs> if you married and you have this intimate and that sexual expression, those are the things that draw you. You know, that's that emotional connection where the two become one. You know, and y'all are tied together in there. So then you it involves sharing those innermost thoughts, feelings and experiences with somebody who care about us and accept us for who we are. And that's that gives us that ability to be free, to be me, you know, and I don't want to be with anybody that I couldn't be. But I'm so I'm so raw with it. I'm just Kim. I can't be nobody but me. And if you don't receive me, then you're not for me. And I'm okay with that because I certainly have played that role. I've been so many people for so many people. If you'd have caught me back in my 20s and 30s, man, I was a lost child trying to find my way. Man, when I tell you struggles and struggling in that department of intimacy, people say, uh, can you, what do you get a person that has everything? You got this, this, but you know, love that intimacy. Those are the things that we crave that we don't have, but those are the things where we feel those connections with the people that we're around, the people that we love, the people that we care about the most. So it takes time. It takes effort. It requires something of both people. You know, now I'm going to tell you, don't do it by yourself. If that sucker not pulling with you, you pull out, you know, so you have to prioritize that connection in your relationship. You know, you got to build it. But don't build it by yourself. Don't sit there waiting. Um, I posted something the other day about that space, um, getting that space. And, and there was a gentleman that said, uh, let me see. The gentleman, he responded back to uh, to how, how much is enough or how much is enough space. I, I put on there, when you release your grip on the wrong person, or the wrong vision of love, you create space for something greater. And he said, when is enough space enough? And I have to tell him, you have to look in those areas of your life. You have to declutter and uh, the unnecessary 
in excess so that the things, other things can come. It's a personal thing. And that's why everything is, is not absolute. There's no absolutes in this world. Only you know what you need to release to create that space. Just don't hold on too tight to the wrong things. And that's what I share with him. Don't hold on too tight to these things. And so even in intimacy, that fundamental human need that we all crave is crucial for that emotional and psychological well-being. What the word said, the Bible said, man wasn't meant to be alone. So while it's challenging and scary, it's also, man, rewarding and fulfilling, being willing to take risks when, you know, it's to be vulnerable, to cultivate healthy relationships. You know, what is that thing I'd rather to have loved and lost than to not loved at all? If you play everything safe, you're going to be the most miserable person in the world, um, Somebody said a man said he wanted to be safe. He didn't want that connection. They said, okay, we'll put you in a corner, put a blanket over your head, and we'll just feed you. But at the end of the day and at the end of your life, how will you have lived your life without taking any risks, without taking anything, without saying, I'm going to step out here on faith, Lord. I'm going to believe and trust you that it's going to be well. But again, before we do all this, we if we have those scars and those things from the past that we need to heal from we got some work to put in for ourselves again if you hadn't healed if you hadn't made that emotional connection with yourself to say okay i love me i'm beautiful i'm healthy i'm whole i'm healed i'm a child of the most high god you know i love me if you don't look in that mirror good morning gorgeous and say those things to yourself you need to maybe work on you because, again, you'll be the one insecure, not believing what he said, asking him 5,000 times, how does he feel about you, worrying if he's going to leave you the next morning or something like that. And, and baby, buddy, you'll be bald <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, we stress in our head, y'all. I ain't having a stroke behind nobody. You ain't going to make me lose my hair. I got the gift of goodbye. You can go on about your business, but what I'm not about to do is that. But that comes, y'all. It. Let me tell you something. Don't get it twisted. It didn't come without. I struggled. I went through some things. I had a journey. When I tell you I went on a journey, that was because I had childhood trauma. I had things in my past, things in my life, you know, that scarred me in such a way that I didn't even know what it looked like. Sometimes we don't even know what that intimacy looked like. Again, some people mix uh, intimacy with lust. Some of us mix love with lust. That ain't love at all. Because when that, you know, they said when it ain't no more fire in the fireplace and it ain't number snow on the mountain, you better have a good conversation with that man. So you got to think of when I get older and that thing doesn't work. Well, what are you going to do then? If it's all about the sex. You know, I'd like, I'd like for you to get to my mental. Then that, I, I want you to pray with me, be with me. You know, love me, support me on a bad day. Be for me. You know, not pull out and say, Lord, she's going through something. I'll call her when she's okay. No, you're not for me. If you're not willing to go through with me, you're not for me. Vice versa. Now, you got to get that too in your mind. You got to be willing to be vulnerable because they're opening up for us just as much as we're opening up for them. And so, but that's beauty in that. Um, 
You know, they say there's beauty for ashes and there's blessings in brokenness. So even in your brokenness, uh, it's always good to just, you know, do that part on your own. Don't uh, don't be with somebody, you know, you hadn't fully healed. Don't be with somebody and you know you're not willing to be vulnerable and give them all of you to be your best because you're already cheating the relationship. You're cheating the friendship. You're cheating that work relationship, whatever it is. You're cheating it because you're not going to give them your all. And then you don't even know how to because you haven't really had that in your life. So you don't know what it looks like. And that's why we say, what does it look like? And I said, warmth. You'll know. So you, you got to know what it looks like. Um, friendliness, responsiveness, empathy, thoughtfulness, understanding. Him, that confidentiality, that vulnerability and authenticity, that no judgment. So you go, you got to know what intimacy look like. I'm a touchy feely kind of person. I express through that my language, you know, you got to know somebody else's language. You got to know what somebody else um, respond to. So you got to pay attention. So even in those early phases, pay attention to the person that you're with so that you will know how um, they, they love in, or ask. Simply ask at the beginning. Hey, what does intimacy look like to you? What do you expect of me? How can I be more intimate or how can I give you that that you desire? And then you tell them what intimacy looks like to you. Because if you don't, you're living those versions of all that they know. And maturity comes in being willing to work on giving you that that you need and you working, willing to work on giving him that that he needs. So those are the kind of people you got to have in your corner. You got to have that mature man in your corner that's about that with you. Otherwise, let that go. So um, I, I thought that was... Um, that intimacy is something that we we all crave, but that we all need to know and understand about and know why we can't connect or know how to connect or know what it looks like. So, you know, for me, I would suggest getting you a piece of paper, write down intimacy, write down those things that you feel what makes it intimate for you. Write those things down, write those questions down that you want to ask him on what does it look like with him? And then you bounce off of the question, the answers that he give you and you respond that way. And let me tell you, don't cheat him out of something you know you're not willing to do. Let that thing go because now it's toxic. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Then don't be in a relationship. If you know you're not sincere in asking him, what does it look like for him or paying attention to his vibes? You know, you got to pay attention to how a man vibe. You got to pay attention to body language and things that turn them on, turn them off and things. So if you're really a student of that and that relationships uh, mean something to you, you're going to pay attention to him anyway. You're going to know what that intimacy is for him. But then again, if he's not paying attention to you, that's where you come in to tell him. But there are some things you just have to ask up front. That's why we say vet it. You got to vet that thing. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that when you walk away and thinking about intimacy, if you got to play it over and over just to know some signs and some things that's not, again, y'all know those red flags. The one thing about a woman is that intuition. Baby, we have intuition like no other. And you know when something is not right or you know when you're not being treated like you want to be treated. Um, don't sit there and take that, especially if you're not married to them. Now, that's different if you're married. Now, you know, we don't 
We don't leave a marriage for that. Pray on that man. Pray on, pray on your husband. But you already knew what you had before you married that thing. So don't say I do just because you've been together long enough or uh, it, whatever your reasons. You know, you're desperate and you think your clock running out, child. But when you get in that thing, he going to be 10 times worse when he marry you. So please stop. Don't do that. So, you know, I hope it was helpful. I hope it gives you some sense of purpose and clarity on what we need to do and what that looks like for us and that we can pray about that thing and ask God to give us that uh, version of what we need as for in a man, uh, be open and transparent to work on us so that we can share and give that same thing back and where we're lacking something, ask him to show and open up to show you where you're lacking in certain areas in your life so that you can be your best version. So if there's anything you want to hear, email us sisters, you have value at gmail.com sisters, you have value at gmail.com. And I thank you guys for hanging out. I thank you for listening with us. You are what makes us go. You're what makes this podcast you. And we're going to always think on the women, think on how we can improve us because we want to be women of grace. We want to be that woman that is just amazing and awesome. And, and we know who we are. And we know whose we are and that we don't uh, let the circumstances of life get to us. Everything is how you act. 99% of the things, not what happens to you is how you respond to it. So even in this, take courage and know that it's going to be better. It's going to be okay. But we know it's working that thing and we want to work on each other. So I pray you work on you and pray that you ask God to help move that thing mightily in your life so that you can work on you. Until next time, y'all be blessed. No stress. And we're going to have some intimacy here before long.